cuties. Hey, bro. Oh. How's it going? Uh, have you guys heard about the Super Mario cast? Oh. <laughs> the, the, like, worst Italian accent cast ever. <laughs> I know they took away Mario's booty. That's a bummer. Yeah. I was hoping for some kind of Pixar dump truck. Fucking Chris yes. Pratt is Mario. Disgusting. John Linguizamo is still with that. us. He could have been Luigi again. He was great. I was hoping for Tom Papa or something. I don't mind Charlie Day. Tom oh, Charlie Day is a good pick. Yeah, Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. will be interesting. I was pretty I impressed with his voice about... work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know her voice work. I only know her from, uh, was it Queen's Gambit? <clears throat> yeah. It'd be funny if it was, like, Aubrey Plaza or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really, like, bored Princess Peach. Like, this mm. is lame. Uh, Fred Armisen. Seth Michael He's going to be Toad. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That's all right. Yeah. <clears throat> who Sebastian would, Maniscalco. Who would you have tossed into the Mario role, though? Like, Chris Pratt does not fit. That's so far yeah, outside of I what I want. I'm I'm a little bit done with Chris Pratt for now. Those Jurassic Honestly, Park I think movies. Charlie Day would have been a better one. He's got a higher-pitched voice. Yeah. And then have Jason Sudeikis as Luigi. <laughs> like Charlie Day. And have... Jason Bateman should be in this as well. I'm just thinking of Horrible Bosses cast. <laughs> <laughs> they got great chemistry already. Yeah. Jason Bateman, just like that dry delivery is great. Yeah. I don't know. Who should have voiced it? What what kind of voice do you want from uh, like a Mario? Because I guess you, I always associate it with the it's a me Mario. Yeah, I agree. Something around that. Well, I'm on a list now. They were saying uh, Josh Gad, Danny Josh DeVito. Gad. Not bad. Danny DeVito. Oh, Tony <laughs> Shalhoub. Dad. Maybe Mario's dad. Wow. Christoph Waltz is a terrible choice. Christoph Waltz. Oh, no. <laughs> John C. Riley. Okay, oh, yes. Right. He has good comedic timing. He would be definitely an attribute. Yeah. <clears throat> I got that thing. Oh, I can see I can see Christoph Waltz doing all right with Mario. A lot of people are saying Charles Martinet who, like, is a video game voice actor that has done, uh, like, voices in Skyrim, Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get an actual, you know, voice actor <laughs> that did, yeah. like, video games and stuff and has quite a, a comic-sounding voice. Yeah. Like, it, like, even even Michael Bay knew to cast, uh, fuck... Optimus Prime as Optimus Prime. Yeah. Like, he knew to cast the voice actors right in fucking yeah. up. Not like, make it like really Anthony it Hopkins or some kind of thing. Yeah. It was later casted. So, how do you guys feel about 
is there a difference between a good voice actor and an actor? Like, can an actor always just step down to being a voice actor, or is there just a different skill set? Because I think like some of these these people have uh, have a true talent and can tell a lot more of a story with their voice than you know you just dragging somebody over who goes into a room and talks. Like, not to say oh. that some actors have it, but I don't think all actors can be voice actors. Like, there's probably a lot of voice actors that can't translate over. Yeah. You I know who that. should have been Mario? Sorry to jump in. John Leguizamo. Yes. He did a great job as Luigi. That movie was sorely forgotten, but beautiful. Oh, he's just he's he's a voice actor as well as an actor. He's done countless films for both. And he's a very good actor. Oh, what was his uh, the movie where he was getting hunted? Uh, the Idiot? Spawn? I'm going to get the name of this movie. It's, it's terrible, and it's annoying, but I love it. Oh, good. Now I'm curious. But, uh, yeah, but the difference between a voice actor and actor, I would say, is that actor uses their body language and facial expression and everything too like it's your your whole body is acting as well as the tone of your voice where a voice actor is putting everything in their tone of voice and trying to like get all of that too and they're very limited on other things so where a voice like an actor filling in might fall flat like the first big the real big name voice uh sorry actor gone voice acting would be robin williams before that it was like john hurt in lord of the rings and uh a few other like minor not like b or c list actors that would at the time that would jump in to fill in some voice roles and i'm sorry robin williams was in fern gully i think first technically and then aladdin and then after that it was just random voices here and there oh sorry uh, random actors and bigger name actors and so on and so forth more and more and more yeah the past by the way it was the movie past that's so good old oh and then you also had uh heavy metal with john candy and eugene levy and those characters lots of people by the way saying uh adam sandler could have voiced mario better oh i like that too (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you could do a good job. Would I would I choose it? No, just because Adam Sandler movies just like immediately uh, immediately get a little little stink to them lately. So yeah, outside of outside of like hidden or uh, I just called it hidden gems. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. QB Halloween. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do we want to jump into uh, Denzel, or do we want to keep rocking with everything else? I think it's uh, uh, up to you guys. Too late for me. I gotta. Uh, yeah. I gotta take Obi to uh, the vet tomorrow. He's getting an ultrasound done. So Obi Wan. Obi Wan. How? How are? Uh, what have you guys been watching? Anything good? Any concerts, I, stuff like that, Chalupa? You've been to a ton of events, right? Uh, concerts, Festivals, not folk festivals. Nothing, nothing recently. Uh, went to Yellowknife, Folk on the Rocks. That was uh, back in July, though. And that was oh, We uh, haven't awesome. talked since then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, eh? 
Um, that was awesome. Joel Plaskett was the headliner. We saw some other really great musicians. And one thing that's really great about Folk on the Rocks up in Yellowknife is that they're very promoting of territory uh, talent. So like Yukon, Northwest, and uh, Nunavut uh, territory. And then also a lot of um, Indigenous and Inuit um, per- performers. And some really good ones too. Like this one uh, band, I cannot remember their name. I'll see if I can find it here quickly because it'd be good to give them a shout out um, <laughs> to our dozens of listeners. But uh, yeah, they were they were pretty sweet. Uh, Rick, um, I don't even know where to search here. I'll see if I can find it. But yeah, it, it was it was a good show for sure. Uh, Tara had a great time up there, and um, yeah, like it was a heck of a drive up and whirlwind of a trip and yeah no lots lots yeah plenty of uh good performers and like a wide range of different genres and everything too like you had some Mm hip-hop artists you had um just typical rock you had some more hard rock uh some punk some edm style it's absolutely wild absolutely wild I'll pass it off to, to and a, a recent TV show that we've been working on. I actually, I just finished the first two seasons of Mandalorian. Nice. And Ooh. I thought the second season was just awesome. I just got my hair cut and I'm like, I look like Timothy Oliphant when he's playing the <laughs> the the sheriff or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I just need to get... I, but I wasn't here for Halloween. I'd dress up as, with the Boba Fett armor and be like, I was like, I was like, oh, Boba Fett. I'm like, no, I'm this guy. I'm Timothy Oliphant. I just have to put gray into my beard and mustache. Um, <clears throat> and then Tara and I were big fans of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, the animated series. So oh, good. nice. So good. And so the third season just came out recently. So we've been, uh, we just watched the first episode there. But other things that we jumped into or that we were working on, I watched Pam and Tommy, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, Seth Rogen's character was really interesting because you felt for the guy, but then you're like, oh, you're an idiot. And then you feel really bad for Pam. Uh, and then you get some really good laughs from Tommy Lee's talking penis, which is pretty funny. Uh, the Boys was a good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other stuff too. But yeah, like there's there some, definitely some good... Uh, Netflix and Disney Plus series I was working on big time. Oh, and then watching lots of Anthony Bourdain, just getting uh, pumped up for for Europe. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, pumped up for Europe, watching a man who told me <laughs> that I shouldn't be depressed right before killing himself. Yeah, live your yeah, life. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when we have shitty toxic relationships too. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. What about uh, what about you, Tim? Well, you saw some comedy shows. You've been watching lots of stuff, listening to lots of pods. Lots of pods. Uh, I did the thing where I get back into all of my safety shows. I was gonna ask you guys if you guys had any, but uh, watched the first season of Community, and that shit is like a warm fucking blanket. It is so well written and comfortable. The jokes are great. I. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to get back into that. Um, and Firefly, again, but uh, looking for Serenity right now, the movie. But uh, I got a $380 fucking uh, concert ticket for next year. I'm going to go see Blink-182 in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's kind of scary. Like it's uh, that that price, but uh, I don't know. I I think it's worth it. Uh, Primal. I saw that season two came up on the Plex server. Uh, Chalupa had mentioned Ooh. that, and uh, holy fuck, is that show good? One word of dialogue in the first uh, season, but the character development and story and everything that you see is is seems to be head and shoulders above a lot of uh, what's coming out right now for me. I haven't been truly impressed with uh, TV recently, um, but. I was going back and checking out some older movies like uh, for some reason, Bull Durham, Bad News Bears. Like I got onto a bit of like a baseball kick. That was awesome. I watched the new one recently because I saw you added it to the Plex server. I'd never seen the original. So I I was going to watch that and then I'm going to go to the new one. I need to watch Bull Durham. I hear that's really good. Bull Durham's great. It's actually really interesting. Yeah, really good movie. It's, I'm not well, sure if I brought it up before, but uh, one of the morning sports radio shows I listen to out of Edmonton, uh, every summer they do a bracket of dreams or whatever, and they have a different theme. And then they, it's like it's like a giant like college like NCAA bracket. And this year's theme was uh, baseball movies. Nice. Or mm. baseball characters, I should say. And yeah, Bull Durham was in there. Uh, what was the one that totally surprised me? Like Kevin Costner from Field of Dreams got beat out by, uh, good lord, who did they get? He, did he, he got beat out by somebody. I'm like, oh yeah, like we're not surprised they made it so far, but like, ah oh, man, I was just like, oof. I think it was like the coach from Major League. Freddie oh. Prince Jr. in Summer's Catch is the best <laughs> baseball <laughs> character. Go. I fucking <laughs> love that movie. Brilliant. Oh my god. Fever pitch. Fever pitch. I haven't seen that one. I I could be in there. I hate baseball, but I love baseball movies. There's something about them. Oh, baseball movies are great because it's like focuses on all the exciting parts of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, wasn't fast clips of yeah. Huh. Ah. What else, Tim? Aside from baseball stuff. Um that's about it. Uh, can't recommend Primal enough if you haven't taken the dip. And then uh, I heard that there was a massive concert down in Colorado for South Park that I just kind of heard about after it happened. But uh, 25-year anniversary went on for a couple of days. They had orchestras playing like some of the music. I think it was this huge festival that would have been really cool. Ah... Does sound uh does sound interesting. I would have been all over that. Yeah. Uh now you went down to the like week long comedy uh thing in Toronto? Yeah, we saw a lot like my wife, we and I went with a couple shows with my buddy too. Watched a lot of comedy over the end of September. <laughs> um so you had a really good time at the comedy know. show, eh? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> uh, got to see Mike Birbiglia's new show. It's oh, going to be man. coming out. So that's We're just awesome. missing like, him at Edmonton. Uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty solid. Like It's pretty much almost at the Netflix point. I think he's probably going to be recording it soon. 
So that was pretty good. We we saw Neil Brennan. Uh, he's got a Netflix special coming out, I think, in November called Unacceptable. Oh, nice. So you perform that plus some new material. Three Mics was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, Three Mics is one of the best comedy specials of the last decade, I think. And Unacceptable is really good as well. Like, I there is probably between that and one other show, which we saw the same night, funny enough, uh, a show by like a very lesser known comedian named Alex Edelman. It's a one man show, also. It was actually an off Broadway show that he's touring around and doing now called Just for Us. During those two things, I like died laughing more. Like by the end of Neil Brennan, like my ribs hurt. And like my cheek, my cheeks hurt from laughing so much. And just having a smile on my face the whole time. So I'm hoping Just For Us gets... I actually, like, reached out to Alex to see if Just For Us is going to get, like, picked up or if he's going to record it and put it on YouTube or something. I hope he does. It's a really... It's a really good show. That's awesome. So he... uh, The premise of it is he's Jewish, Alex Edelman. And... He and I don't like I'm not a big Twitter user, so I know this was a thing, but he gets a lot of hate on Twitter and a lot of racism. And what he does when someone messages him, messages him something anti-Semitic is he adds those people to a list. I guess if you <laughs> add someone to a list on Twitter, it notifies them that they've been added to your list. And the oh. list is called like. Uh, like blank synagogue donation fund or like <laughs> something like that or like some Jewish donation fund and then like they get angry and he starts getting all these messages like take me off it etc uh, but he like because he adds people to the list he gets updates that they post sometimes and one of the things that one of the people posted was like hey you guys should uh, like Curious about, like, not, uh, you know, are you white and curious about not losing your identity or something, like, very generic, but, like, clearly, clearly sketchy? (laughs) It was like, come meet us in Queens. And he goes to it as a Jewish person. So he goes to, like, a white supremacist meeting as as a Jewish, Jewish person and, like, the fun just continues from there. It's such a great show. Like, wow. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, in order, we saw John Mulaney. Uh, basically, John Mulaney did like two hours of stand up and he just, he just talked about, uh, he talked about going to rehab and all that. And some <laughs> of it we had heard, some of it we'd heard on like talk shows and stuff, but, a lot of new stuff. He talked about Pete Davidson a little bit as well, which is pretty entertaining. Just a pretty good show overall. Good laughs. His opener, the first opener, was horrible. The second, the the Midler was. Uh, it was not not Dan Levy, but a guy that shares the same name named Dan Levi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 
so like at first when I saw the name come up, I was like, holy shit, he got Dan Levy to open. This is interesting. But I could see how like Dan Levy could be a good opener for John Mulaney. This other guy was alright. He had a good bit about Claire's, like uh the store in malls. Oh, okay. And how <laughs> like it became the... a thing. Damn women named Claire. He <laughs> was like he was like, let's just sell cheap jewelry to everyone. <laughs> and like, let's make a business that sells scrunchy and jewel scrunchies and jewelry. You know what we could do? Pierce people's ears in the store. <laughs> and like Let's just create ear infections for everyone. It was a pretty good bit. And then he had a very dark bit that I was howling at. He had a bit about uh, grandparents. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but maybe it's online and I can send you guys the link. Uh, While you're searching, I just wanted to throw it out there too. Uh, The name of the band from Nunavut is The Trade-Offs. And they sing some, uh, some of the songs, in the native language. And uh, yeah, they're really good guitar solos. Just a good rock and band. The Trade Offs. They are on Spotify. Chalupa, I uh, I saw a couple commercials the other day at uh, work, and it was for a new CTV show, and it's supposed to be like Being Good or something is the name of it. It's like a new sitcom. It's like native based, which kind of surprised me. But, uh, okay, they're gonna bring up they're gonna bring up uh, Fire Country. I was like, please, for the love of God, don't. <laughs> I watched five minutes of it. I would never associiate you with such fucking dreck. Um, Thank God, it's fucking terrible. Too. Holy shit! <laughs> My one friend is like, it's a show. <laughs> anyway, you're talking about if uh, I have to watch one more the rookies fucking commercial or the rookies fed, oh I'm gonna put my foot through a fucking wall. I. Okay, I've got a Nathan sitcom Dillon idea. Is better than that. Okay. He's better than that. He's the crossover. So the crossover that no one's ever asked for. <laughs> I'm breaking the fourth would, wall like uh, a black lady Deadpool. <laughs> oh my god. No, but the native show. I'm excited for the sitcom chat or like uh, TV show chat because I've got a few pitches because I've thought of so many while driving as a fire patrolman. 400 kilometers a day be like, oh, what else am I going to think about driving the road safely? No. Oh, that'd be awesome. But uh, they're doing the like, they call him one guy out for going, yeah. <laughs> doing like the name, nah. They're like, what was that? Nah, yourself, nah. I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't seen that since I was out west. That's awesome. Yeah, we or, heard or all your point. stories about being in the city, cousin. I don't believe any of them. <laughs> you got to point with your lips too. It's like because like it's really rude in a, in a lot of indigenous cultures to point with your finger, as is you know in most cultures. But they'll avoid it at all costs and like, yeah, just go down the road over there, over there, down there. Hmm? Yeah, as they, as they're talking, like, yeah, there. I'll be on the fire line, and they'd be like, "I'm like, hey, where's Danny?" He's like, "Oh, he's down there." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Where?" I'm like, "I'm like, where? Down there?" He's like, "No, you gone too far." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! My, lip, my lips aren't oh, that man. big. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can't find the bit online. I wish I could send it to you guys, but the premise of it is basically. Every when every person has one one of their parents that they're or one of their grandparents that like it's like okay that person dies 
Like when you look at your like your parents and then you think of their grandparents that died, it's like one died, it will like almost be a relief, and the other will die and it will fuck your parent up. <laughs> it's like such a good bit. And he's like and he's like, you know, traditionally it's like it's uh it's like a of when like a a like man's father passes away like it'll fuck them up and they don't even see it coming they think they're fine and then they'll fuck them up and then he was like when a mother's mother passes away it was like you think like it would be a mother's father like a but like like you know when a mother's mother passes away you just see the changes it was such a it's it's such a generalization but it's a pretty solid generalization and all the jokes he layered in it was one of the best bits so like highly recommend him who else nice. did we see uh beth stelling if you don't know who beth stelling is uh like crave hbo specials like she's uh she's a good comedian because she's like a feminist but once again it's not like hit you over the head and it's not a bunch of vagina and stuff like that she's she's a super smart comedian and the thing that i like about her is she'll like start a bit and then just go off on like a 10 minute tangent just like you can tell like she's like adhd or something because her mind just wanders and she just like talks you through the thoughts and they're funny right so that was good and then we saw uh nick thune i don't know if you know who nick thune is I feel like Tim, you'd like Nick Thune a lot. Nick Noon? Thune. T H U N E. Tim, do you like Dimitri Martin? In small doses. Really enjoy him. Yeah. Okay. Do you like Zach Galifianakis? Have uh, you seen Zach Galifianakis stand up? Yeah, when he's on the piano and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I like him. Okay. So Nick Thune is another one of those musicians where he has short bits and like for the first like 10 minutes, he's just playing guitar and just like doing like one liners. That's awesome. And they're like, haha, one liners. And it's not necessarily my style of comedy. I can appreciate it though. Like I, I like Zach Galifianakis. I think he's at his best when he's like playing piano and he's just silly. Drinking. It's just super silly is what I call it. It's like goofy comedy. His Between can, Two Friends I, movie was next level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Nick, after that, he sets the guitar down. He starts talking about, like, his kid. And, like, re- like having his kid in the front seat. And then, like, realizing that his kid's not big enough to be in the front seat of the car yet. But then, like, not doing anything about it. And just being like, well... Shows you how much your daddy cares about you. <laughs> like, just got really dark. And then he also started to talk. Oh, we lost Aaron for a second. He'll be back, though. But he also started to talk about uh, when having his kid and going. He's like, you will start to hang around people that you have nothing in common with, except for your fact that your kid does the same activity as their kid. <laughs> and basically, you fucked at the same time. <laughs> That's like, like, so... He's like, I'll go to soccer with my kid and I'll drop them off. And like, there's all these people that I just don't want to talk to. And I'll literally like 
wander into the forest next <laughs> to the field to avoid talking to people. He's like, I'll just be out here looking at trees and shit. And then someone will come up and they'll be like, they'll be, they'll like, like yell into the forest and be like, hey, Nick, it's Jason. And then I'll just be like, fuck. <laughs> like, go out and then he'll be like, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to introduce you to Tim. Tim's new. His his kid just started, and he's just like, "Fuck me! I want to know another person." It's such a good bit, man, because it speaks to my soul. I don't want to, I don't want to meet new people. Fuck that. So uh, that bit, like, I absolutely loved, and I can identify with that bit. bit. Walking the dog. (laughs) There's a lot of other people. Like we're basically the only people in the neighborhood that leave the house is anyone with a dog. Everybody else just stays in their homes. But like, there's this assumption that me and a 60 year old person are going to have the same interests while I'm walking by. So like, I'll have my headphones on and then like, I'll move it. And like, yeah. Oh yes, it is a very nice day. Thank you. And like, nope. They expect me to some reason be friends or I'll get introduced to people because they also have dogs in the area. They have like, a dog. <laughs> we're basically the same person. Susie? <laughs> Susie has a dog too. <laughs> it's like, you only know oh the people by the dog's name. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. Chalupa, you drop, but we were just talking about like a cat a bit. It's about just like he takes his kids in soccer now. And he's got to meet all these people that he is the only thing he doesn't want to meet. And the only thing they have in common is the fact that they fucked at the same time, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, it's it's such a good bit. Um, but yeah, JFL, we ended with Burbigs, but we also saw Mark Marin, And Mark Marin just, he also speaks to my soul because he's just super, he can be, he's the best depressing comedian out there, I think. Like Mark Marin, you will walk away from a special feeling both sad for Mark, but like you'll have laughed a shit ton. Like you walk away from a show and uh it's a good thing. And he's just he just complains a lot, but like in a entertaining way. Um Is he still yeah, doing man, WTF? I don't know, maybe. Maybe he is. After you have I'm Obama probably, on, you're kinda max out. Yeah, I think he probably is. Uh, yeah, still going. <clears throat> Twenty-one hours ago, episode thirteen seventy-seven. Jeremy Strong. Wow, oh, Jeremy Strong's everywhere right now. Succession, great show. Uh, <laughs> but summer comedy. Tim, you went and saw Bill Burr as well, right? I did. Um. It was ruined. Uh, there was these two yeah, girls in front of us. <laughs> yeah, I did not enjoy the opening comedian. And then these two girls sat in front of us the whole time, and they were like, "Oh my god, we're so much like Bill Burr." <laughs> and then he would like say something like a joke. I think there was like a black dick joke, and they're like, "I love black dick," and they were just talking and talking and talking and talking so fucking loud. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, I'm like, am I the asshole? Like, am I the only one hearing this? And a guy, two like, seats down from us, he's like, excuse me, can you please be quiet? You're ruining this for 
everyone around you. And I was like, oh, thank God someone said it. Like, I, this isn't just in my head. But, like, it was so high-pitched and grating that it was driving me fucking insane. And they're like, you don't have to listen. And I was just like, oh, my God. They're a cliche. They're a living fucking cliche. <laughs> so, like, they keep talking. I'm like, excuse me. I can still hear you. Can you please stop? And, like, they turn around. And they're like, um, you're accosting me. And the person in front of them, two rows down, is like, yeah, can you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> and so she runs to get fucking security to call on us to, like, shut us up. And security's, like, running down the stairs. And they, like, tell her, like, you can sit or you can leave. And they're like, yeah, there's signs fucking everywhere. Do not talk. Do not talk to the person beside you. Enjoy the fucking yeah. show that you paid an obscene fucking amount for. I will never go to a venue like that again. It was so unenjoyable. Like, I guess, like, when you get to Bill Burr's level, you, you don't get any intimate... Uh, sessions like you can't just sign up for that but like a couple hundred bucks for sitting way the fuck back and seeing him the size of an ant and basically watching him on the tv to not really new material like i just wasn't impressed by it but it could have been the atmosphere i was in at that point (laughs) tip was just ready to kill everyone i thought i was a calm and happy person No, no, we we know you was not that person. <laughs> that no, person no. died long Come ago. <laughs> oh my god, they were, it, it was just insane though. They had like no ability to self reflect and understand that no, you are not Bilber. <laughs> like I don't know what you see in him, this angry Boston Irishman. But like, yeah, holy yeah. fuck, balding and terrible. ginger as hell. <laughs> How was your Bill Burr experience? Uh, we had some annoying people near us too. They just weren't they weren't as disrespectful as yours, but it was just like they'd talk mid bit. And oh. it bothers me more when people talk middle of the bit than when they talk at the end of the bit. Like by the time you figure out the punchline, you can still appreciate it to a degree. But if you like ruin the setup. It drives me nuts, like absolutely nuts. And I was just like, oh man, every show, Bill Burr usually ends up like yelling at someone. I hope it's these people. I really hope it's these people. And it wasn't, unfortunately, but he did bring up someone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, because we also saw uh, Chris Rock, who was okay. Hassan, you know Hassan Minaj? No. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he's got a special on Netflix. Um, he actually, what we saw was recorded like a week later. It's on Netflix now. Highly recommend it. It's like a new special that just came out. First, he's got one from a couple of years ago called Homecoming King. Really funny stuff. But then this latest special, uh, he was the of the big name comedians like Mulaney, or Biggs, like all the ones that you go to like Scotiabank Arena for, Hassan was uh, the best. And it's funny because like uh, is he on the Daily Show? I uh, I think he I think he was on the Daily Show for a while, and then he ran yeah. his own uh, his, I, his I, own Netflix show for a while too. I think I saw Homecoming King. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, oh, uh, absolutely. What was the show called on Netflix? Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, Patriot Act. Yeah, he had a show called Patriot Act on Netflix that was kind of similar to um, John Oliver's show, like Last Week Tonight. Yeah. Very similar to that. But he tells a funny story about the Patriot Act in this new new special, which was such a good special and such a good story. But yeah, I highly recommend him, A, because he's around our age, like he's 37. So he's very relatable. And uh, B, he's just extremely funny. And like, there's stuff that like I can barely relate to. Like, he's a he's a brown comedian with immigrant parents. So like, some stuff is just like not relatable from that standpoint. But he delivers it in such a way it's still funny. Nice. Which is always good. So yeah. There's something that wonderful the about when comedy when they can comedy. interject like a brand new idea to you in a way that makes it familiar in some kind of way. Yeah. Um, what have I been watching? New season of It's Always Sunny. Uh, the first half of it, I guess. Breeze through that. Great season. They did a lot in Ireland, which is great. Oh, cool. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> season... Yeah, season three of Atlanta I watched and I kind of got lost in it a little bit because it felt like they were trying to be too artsy. Like it, it kind of reminded me of like some Jordan Peele kind of stuff. Um, but then other episodes of it were good. Like when they stuck to the main storyline of the main characters, I really liked it. So then I've started to watch season four of Atlanta now and it's been much better so far uh i try i also got through the boys i got through the new bosch like whatever it's called which was uh which was interesting i watched the terminal list speaking of chris pratt earlier shit hated it i didn't like it that much either it's like giving you way too many twists and turns like every single time and just you have to question everything and i'm like this is exhausting no thanks yeah uh if you're looking for an entertaining show, I don't know if I've recommended it to you guys before, but Clarkson's Farm on Prime. Jeremy Clarkson uh, running a farm in the British countryside is absolutely hilarious. Like, it's just so good. It's just, it's so simple, but it's so well done. And I can't wait for the new season of it. You gave us a recommendation a while back for a action movie. Uh, it involves time travel. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I don't know the main actor in it. Uh, I, I just don't know his name. Really I don't know narrowing anybody. it down. Yeah, it's pretty vague at this point. Uh, but I wanted to thank you because it's one of my new favorite science fiction movies. <laughs> I don't need to know anybody's like name. Uh, I want to thank you for this movie. It's one of my favorites. What's it uh, called? I can't remember. Who's in it? I don't know. Was it Interstellar? It was not Interstellar. Well, and I'm like Alien. trying to be like, Predator. there was like a Predator black guy three. that was the lead. Get it. Uh, nope. 
Was it me or Tenet. Brian? Tenet. Tenet. Oh, a Christopher oh. Nolan film. I said it was okay. I like it's worth a watch for it. sure. Oh, Sean yeah, Avery's so cool. in it. The hockey player. Mm-hmm. Was he fighting people? <clears throat> yeah, maybe. The only time travel movie worth watching is Hot Tub Time Machine, and everyone, oh, everyone, a fucking dollar in this world knows that. <laughs> the best, like, not like, even Back to the Future. To... No, There's so Hot many great moments in Hot Tub Time Machine. But my favorite, favorite, favorite moment—I just died for like a half hour. Is it must be some kind of Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Uh, oh man! I went and saw oh, Clerks else? three. Uh, Kevin Smith had it on in Toronto. Uh, yeah, how was that? I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. You have to get through the first twenty minutes where there's a lot of mugging at the camera, where it's like we're clerks. Uh, but once it gets past that, it reaches a whole level of actual heart and storytelling and stuff like that. They, it was really interesting the way they did it. No fucking Jay and Silent Bob reboot, like typing on the phone kind of bullshit. It, it was yeah. It was level-headed. It was like Kevin put down the bong for a little bit of the writing and kind of let the, the movie come. I enjoyed it. Well, that's good. I wouldn't say like that's you have good. to be in a rush to see it, but it's going to be out on stream. I'll definitely soon, watch so. it. I'll definitely watch it for sure. I, uh, yeah, I'll get to that. It's once again, not top priority, but I will, uh, I will watch it. What did, oh, why can't I think of the name of the show? Um, HBO show, Westworld, the new season of Westworld, like the last season of Westworld was shit. I think this season, season four now, and oh my God, it was so fucking good. It was like they it was like season three was the worst build up possible. But now, oh man, they are they're ready. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't so really taken too much of a uh, on that show. Yeah. It, it game changer, season four of it. Like season one was a game changer, two was solid, three was like, do we even watch this anymore? And four was fuck yeah. Wow. And, which is surprising. Like we were like, we'll give it two episodes, and if it doesn't, if it seems shit still, but no, it got got a lot better. Uh, I watched the new Thor flick. I don't know if you guys watched it. I had high hopes, given that Ragnarok was amazing, uh, and it was okay. Is what I would. I keep say. hearing that like Christian Bale stole the show, but. I don't know. I haven't yeah. been really sucked into watch it. I kind of want to watch it, but yeah, that's that's exactly it. Like for me, uh, Taika Waititi kind of just disappointed. I thought he'd do much better once again. Ragnarok was great. Love and Thunder worth the watch if you're looking to keep up. But outside of that, doesn't really. No, no real need. Bullet Train was a more entertaining watch. I've heard pretty mixed reviews on that. I was looking forward to it. If you bullet mindless action, 
just enjoy a mindless action movie. That's that's what it is. And sometimes you need to turn your brain off and enjoy a mindless action. It's that much better when it has Michael Shannon. In it. Michael <laughs> Shannon. <clears throat> yeah, man. That's uh, we've had a lot to catch up on. Uh, I've distinctly waited. I have not watched the new Game of Thrones series, House of the Dragon, and I have not watched Rings of Power yet. I heard that's getting lambasted. Yeah. I hear it. A lot of people just felt like it was just, uh, it was too woke. Ah. So, yeah. Was there a lot oh, of that and, at the uh, comedy uh, stand-up that you were, went through for that week? Was there a lot of woke comedy? Was there any like no, push towards... Okay. It's funny you mentioned that, though. A lot of openers were just like local Toronto comedians. A lot of the issue I have with local Toronto comedians is exactly that. It's just super woke bullshit. Yeah, they're not, they're not edgy enough. It's just like, it's like, yeah, they're not normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, just be normal. Like, not everything needs to be like the most politically correct. Not everything needs to be uh, this insanely well thought out punchline that won't uh, make anyone upset. It's just, no, you like, you. You lose the audience, and you could tell there was just so much disappointment and so many hacky, just like basic jokes, basic basic jokes from the openers. It made me sad for the future comedy. But then I saw Alex Edelman. I was like, okay, okay. There's some gems. There's some gems. And you also watched the the bear. I haven't gotten into that yet. I was finishing up oh. some other things. Oh, guys, watch guys. the bear, guys. Watch the bear. Holy fuck, oh, this show. I like the first this episode. Show. Yeah. So what's the premise of the bear? A... He's running a, a a legendary deli in New York or something? So it is a Michelin star James Beard award winning chef who moves back to New York to run a I wouldn't I, I'd basically call it a sandwich shop, not necessarily a deli. Uh, because his brother passed away and left it to him, and the other brother and pissed, the so. place is in the place is in debt, and like he he has to come back to his quote unquote cousin who's kind of running the place, uh, and like a kitchen that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, <laughs> and you you basically it's just. It's such a good, accurate reflection of how a kitchen operates first off, which is amazing. Maddie Matheson is in it, which I also love and appreciate. Uh, he's in it as not a chef, which makes me actually happy too. But he was a consultant on the film, hence why we get to see what a kitchen actually operates like. Uh, but it's just... It's such a good character show. Like, the character in, like, you feel so bad for the guy, but then at times you don't because you're like, hey, he's kind of a dick. He's kind of pretentious. Uh, and then you're like, oh, he got dealt a really rough hand. And then the level of drama on the show is just, it's next level. Uh, 
I don't think it's giving like anything away. Where he had yeah, to trade. I'm really his, like, trying not to give too much away. We had to trade his like fucking specialty jeans for meat to like feed the store. Yeah. And it's like, oh fuck, like what a weird thing to pull from. But like he's got vintage jeans and that's the way he's gotta get through the week. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically doing whatever he can to keep this place open. Uh it's crazy. And he's trying to fight off like some sketchy mob esque people who the previous his brother had borrowed money from as well and he's trying to pay those people back on top of it yeah um i really want to get back into there's a show called avenue five it's on the plex server uh and it's hugh laurie and the whole premise is it's like a space cruise and the first it's a little quirky some of the characters are annoying but it's just it's a it's a good uh satire of the human race so i really like i really like that new season's out looking forward to starting that back up uh kind of the main things i watched the taylor hawkins tribute concert the full six hours uh those that don't know those listeners taylor hawkins drummer from the foo fighters Passed away at the young age of 50. Uh, like every other musician that dies, people magically will start saying, gone too soon. Mm. Gone too soon. Touch my life so much. Uh, I actually have a personal connection with Taylor Hawkins because I started drumming because of Taylor Hawkins. Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, that, that one actually hurt me a little bit. And like I make fun of people like myself they're talking about it now, but uh you can also just in the tribute concert in the vast the vast differences in the musical guests that came to perform in the tribute concert, you can see just like how diverse his taste in music was. And uh it it really it just it was such a good watch and you got to see some some people well past their prime but like some musicians that you almost forget about and you're like oh shit you know what i gotta start listening to them like they had uh they had uh chrissy hind from the pretenders she came out and did like brass in pocket and it was like holy shit her voice hasn't changed at all mm. in like 40 years wow yeah, I watched so, that special too. It was good. I I, yeah. I was kind of bummed out because I thought it was going to have a bit more content to it. Did you watch the only the forty five minute one or the full one? I watched the one on Plex. So I think oh, it was yeah, forty five minute. minute. There's a six hour one. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's everything. what I would. I'd rather watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my uh, fantasy, I can hook you up. I, can I was doing my fantasy draft a... and I was watching that in the background. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> yeah. I can hook you up with a with a US Paramount Plus as long as you can VPN you can you can watch it on US Paramount Plus. Uh it was it was great or even just listen to it. Like talking just such a good set list and like some of it um some of it a little like uh, I get what they were trying to do. Disappointing, but some of it was amazing. Um, you know, you got to see them crooked vultures back together again. Yep, that was sick. 
but then you got to see Josh Homie try to sing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> and it hurt. It hurt a little bit. Oh, he's one of my favorites, so yeah. yeah it it hurt. Uh Justin Hawkins from The Darkness came out, did some great stuff. Uh Chevy Metal did Psycho Killer. Cool. Yeah, which was which was great. Uh and Children of the Revolution. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah, man. It, I, I was, uh, I was blown away by how many people actually came out. And his son could freaking drum too. He could beat oh those guns. His son, angry, right? Angry. Absolute angry, man. I, I just loved it. Uh, you know what Josh Homie did really good. I don't know if it's in the short version. But uh Tommy did uh modern not modern love, uh Let's Dance. David Bowie cover. Yeah, I saw that one. That was good. Yeah, his voice matches up very well to that. Yeah. That one's more in his range than Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> yeah. Um Gaz Coombs from Superbad came out and did uh Modern Love, which was okay. Um The Struts was good. Even yeah. though I I can't really stand uh, the cliche Queen songs anymore. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, Struts was good. It was nice to see Wolfgang Van Halen just fucking shred, mm. just absolutely shred with On Fire and uh, Hoffer Teacher. Mm. That was really cool. Uh, Violet Grohl did a decent cover of Last Goodbye. And Grace, probably better cover of Grace than Last Goodbye, so Dave Grohl's daughter. And then in the L.A. concert, you can just YouTube it because there's no like stream or anything that they did or recording. She did uh, Hallelujah. Oh my god, man. Great cover of it. So I was, uh, I was pleased with that. But yeah, The Pretenders, one of the highlights, really got me back into The Pretenders and like Tattooed Love Boys. And Brass in Pocket, songs like that are great. Oh, and Violet Grohl did Valerie. The, like the Amy Winehouse version. And just crushed it. So yeah, I don't know, a music nerd like myself, like <laughs> it was per, it was great. Stuart Copeland obviously came out and uh, like just wailed on the drums. So like every little thing she does is magic. Uh, Rush, you got to see Dave Grohl drum, uh, do Working Man. So that was really cool. And then Omar Hakim did uh, YYZ. Have you guys really cool. watched the South Park musical special? Yeah, Tim brought that up uh, that earlier. I haven't watched it yet. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I that haven't. Was, awesome. was it great? I really enjoyed it. There's a couple times where I'm like, oh, I'll skip ahead of here and skip ahead there. Like, <laughs> I got the joke. Um, but yeah, there were some really good ones. It was funny. That's I'd awesome. recommend yeah. it. And Primus comes out. Rush comes out. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, they even do, like, the voice imitation live. Like, Matt Stone sings... Oh, what's the song that they get Tom Waits to sing in Primus? And it's more like Tom Waits just speaking... Um, 
And so Matt Stone does it in Butters' voice. And it's just crazy. Nice. It's so well done. Tommy the cat. <clears throat> hey, baby, won't you come up and zip by me? That's yeah. so nice. cool. I have to yeah, check it was, that out. It was, it, was, it was really funny, and they bring it all up, and like, you know, they're addressed, and then people are dressed up too. It's hilarious. Oh, like, people dressed up in the raisins. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw pictures. Oh, Terrence and Philip, um, all the different like Mister Hat and everything. Like it's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Or like Kenny's parents. I'm with stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Mysterion, all that stuff. Like it was really, really cool. Um, and and like they do it, they're doing it in Colorado. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, what's the uh, location? It's the oh, the red. Is it I, was it at the Rock Place, like Red yeah, Rock or whatever? Yeah, yeah, where Joe Rogan and Bill Burr and a bunch of others have done their comedy specials. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's like not far away from where uh, Trey and Matt grew up, so it was extra special in that regard. Mm-hmm. So no 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 it's a it's definitely a, a good watch and anybody can listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah no that's that's awesome. Highly recommend. It. Uh, I bawled like a like a little girl just to wrap up the Taylor Hawkins thing, man. Like, uh, <laughs> move on, Brian. When, it's over. When they played, when Dave Grohl. And it may be in the short one too. When he did, he comes out and he, they do times like these. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, he was having a, a rough go. He was having a rough go of it, and the story behind times like these. I've always liked times like these. Like Foo Fighters are one of those few bands that I, like I like a lot of the deeper cuts, like Aurora and songs like that. But when they do, I can get behind their hits too, like the. I've always been like Everlong's one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song. But that really times like fun. these, the story behind times like these is uh, when when Taylor Hawkins went through his first when he OD'd, and the band went on hiatus for a bit, and uh, that was back when when Dave Roll went and drummed for Queens of the Stone Age. For yeah. their first album. And the band finally got back together after like a year or so with Foo Fighters. And they got in the studio and they just sucked. Like they couldn't do it. Like they just, they couldn't write together. And it was like they thought it was going to be the end of the band. So they went on another hiatus. Or they just extended their hiatus like no one knew. And then... Uh, Dave Grohl in his like time away he wrote times like these and it's all about like missing the friendship of Taylor Hawkins and the band and uh, when you and like how he feels like he may have been selfish and fucked up by like it's basically an apology and like a love song to the band and to taylor so like when you look at it like that and you think like the lyrics like i'm a one-way motorway i'm the one that drives away then follows you back home like in things like that it's just it it's so much deeper and like watching dave Grohl try to get through that song like i i'm almost crying now i bawled my fucking 
eyes out like a child. Like Danielle had to console me <laughs> because it was just like pure emotion from him. And like a lot of people don't know that background and they just think he's sad that his friend passed away. It's like, no, not only is he sad that his friend passed away, but like he's basically singing the like love letter that he wrote to the band wow. and to Taylor. Like it's it's deeper than that. Right. So yeah. Highly highly recommended if people are like music, even though Paul McCartney disappointed. <laughs> Take that. I can't believe John uh, didn't show up. Yeah. What the fuck, John? What the fuck, John? Why weren't you here? I oh, he couldn't be there for his son either. Yeah. <laughs> he was alive. Oh my god. Uh and then my last little thing was back to that employee. Uh I was in a hotel room like two weeks ago and we talked about sitcoms, Tim. Yeah. You mentioned I wrote this down like about things that like comfort shows that you get back and watch. Mine is The Office, and I haven't watched The Office in a while. And uh, the U.S. version, the U.K. version is great, but once it's like one season, comfort shows are tough to comfort shows, right? So, like, I uh, I was in a hotel room, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with the U.S. Office, but there's an episode I where say I'm not sure if they are with hotel rooms. <laughs> we all can't afford twenty thousand dollar new foyers and fucking hotel rooms. Hey, I'm, Uber and I'm drunk. Hey, I'm in Windsor and I'm drunk with clients. <laughs> the, my hotel room. The reason Brian's bald uh, is his top hat fucking wore off all of the hair. It's a common <laughs> effect. You look at the Monopoly yeah, Man, Mister Peanut. The they don't have fucking hair. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, no, man. It's I. Uh, I just like was like flipping channels while doing work and just throwing something on, and the office was on. And it's the episode where Jim and Michael are both like co-leading. Oh my god! Uh, so like, <laughs> it's I don't know if you guys are familiar with the episode, but like they have to determine uh, who's getting bonuses and who isn't. That's a great episode. Yes. It's a fucking fantastic episode. And there's a quote in it where Jim holds up a, a pie chart. <laughs> and he says, I've been studying Michael for years, and I've condensed what I've learned in this pie chart. How Michael spends his time. And you see, like, it's a big bit of procrastinating and then a larger bit of distracting others. <laughs> and he's like, and this tiny little sliver here is critical thinking i made it bigger so that you could see it <laughs> such a great quote i was literally in the middle of going through that shit with the employee and i was like oh my god it's him that's the employee he's going on runs he's distracting everyone he's not just thinking it's michael scott <laughs> yeah what's probably one of like the reason why they're so good is because there's so many moments where you're like, they got to be breaking character, they got to be breaking character. But I love the bro- the bloopers from The Office. Oh, the like when you you know, you know when you hit the search like the magnifying glass thing on your Instagram, yeah. like a lot of them are just like Office bloopers <laughs> because they're so <laughs> good. And like obviously, uh, John can't, uh, Jim uh, Halpert can't, uh, John Krasin- Krasinski he can't keep a straight face 
to save his life. I think there's so many times where they had to compromise a take. It's like, well, he's still laughing. Well, we've done it 20 times. Let's move on. We can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's so good. Like you you know what like him and uh, Rain Wilson break character that it's just like Rain's just like, come on, man. But like it's just genuine. Like they must have had so much fun. Oh, absolutely. They they had to in Rain. Like the whole cast must have had just a great time. Like Angela's yeah. great too. Like when she breaks character, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And it's it's got to be tough around someone like Steve Carell and someone like Rain Wilson in that character alone to not break. Like the character Dwight Schrute is maybe one of the best characters <laughs> of all time in terms of like how they were written. Uh, and we'll probably get into this more in our sitcom episode. Yeah. A little little taste when we start writing our own sitcom and also talking about other ones. Out of but, curiosity, uh, Chalupa, do you have a? Uh... Uh, comfort show for yourself? Oh, just put something on the background? Um, well, like, like something you're to go back shitty. to when you're like, uh, you want, I want to go back to this. I haven't seen uh, it in a while. It's like I've rainy. Also and... movies. Yeah. Movies, mm-hmm. typically. Yeah, movies I kind of fall back to that I'll watch. Like Almost movie. Famous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 those two. No, like, uh, like yeah, ch- childhood movies and shit like that. Like, I'll just, because, like, we're, we were a movie family, like, we didn't. Yeah. We wouldn't collect um, seasons of uh, TV shows when we we're kids. Like my sisters, like yeah. they got friends and that kind of crap and all that kind of stuff. But mm. um, like every female in the yeah. history of females. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, we and like and because we only had like CBC and CTV and Fran- uh, en français CBC, uh, we just didn't get all the TV shows that everybody else did. So like we'd have like mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Home Improvement, that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, just jumping off the top of my head, like comfort TV shows that I go back to, like Rick and Morty, Archer, nice. um, maybe like Old Family Guy or um, the older Simpson episodes. But yeah, like uh, one Futurama. of my buddies, he'll just one of my friends I fought fire with. Uh, he would just put mm. The Office on all the time, and like I think he's been through it probably 20 times because like whenever he's like getting things something together like like for me i listen to my sports radio like i'll catch up on those episodes and then i'll start listening to podcasts that i haven't listened to yeah. in a while or that i need to get caught up on um he'll just put that in the background when he's baking or <clears throat> cooking or doing things or like hanging out with his daughter or something like that like that's always on in the background for him like i lived with them for a month when i was in barry and it's just always on. So like I told, and like I enjoyed it. I was like sick. Like he's like, do you want to watch something else? I'm like, no, this is great. Like get, keep it going. Like I I totally dig this. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like movies. Um, family favorite of ours is a uh, Princess Bride. Um, I put like awesome. Young Young Guns one or two on. I remember loving those as a kid. Um, oh, Band of Brothers is one I always loved watching again and again and again. Like to me, it's it's probably the best <laughs> mini series in my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the, it's between that and maybe Chernobyl. Chernobyl was fantastic as well. Like there are some historical inaccuracies, as there are always are going to be. And yeah. I know, like the Russian people, like even like the liber the liberal minded citizens, were still kind of pissed about it. Like this is not how it happened. It's like whatever. <laughs> like Jer- Jared Harris can't do no evil. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah, unbelievable no, like how shit. big the office is. Like you pointed out the shorts and stuff. Like my twelve-year-old nephew has seen all of it once or twice already. 
Like it, wow. it spans generations and it doesn't yeah. seem spot. Like you said, your friend watched it 20 times. Like, I, I don't know if I know anybody Something that's seen like it that. like that, but like quite a few people. And when I'm on Bumble, even I would say good 90% of women have some kind of like reference office to the quote. fact that they watch the office an office quote. Uh, I'm yeah. just looking for that girl. That's right. Way into Kevin. I I I, oh. I keeps like I remember seeing when I was single like it'd be like the couple comments where it's like just uh, you know like on Bumble it's just like just a Pam looking for her gym you know looking for the gym to her Pam and I'm like fuck Pam oh, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Pam as fuck. Pam is the worst she was fucking the cameraman we all know it I'm looking for an Angela to my Dwight Schrute because I live with my brother Moe's. <laughs> I love the bit where it's just like, Moe's, guess where I'm sitting? And all of a sudden you just hear, <laughs> give me your car, give me your car. Moe's is like one of the underrated characters. Um, and then what's the name of the, the bald guy? He's in like the later episodes and he's very funny. Um, and he's like the assistant to Dwight. And he um, came from like the warehouse. I want to say I forget his name. Yes, oh, when Dwight owns the the building that they're all in, and he yeah. hires him as the handyman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. His character is great too. He must be a writer because he was just like in towards the end, and just like a couple little bits here and there. But he's great. Uh, so for the sitcom episode, I'm extremely excited about this. We can start wrapping mm. up. I have my sitcom. I started talking with a buddy at work that kind of is what inspired this. He wants to start shooting something. So we're talking about renting like a hall, like Masonic hall and shooting it. I've got it all figured out. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm hoping it's a good idea. Um, I, I want to almost give you the pitch right now, but I should probably save it for the episode, right? Save it. Save it, man. Mm. Don't spoil it. Fine. <laughs> Don't spoil the spoiler. It's called Soup of the Day. Ooh. Mm. I've got the All set right. design. Uh, it's Nate. It Nate is the assistant to Dwight Schrute. There we go. I'm trying to remember his name. I want to say Nick. There, there was a great blooper that was a part that he was a part of as well when he's talking to Pam because the Pam has her mur- mural painted over. Oh, it's like yes. this guy from oh. here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Um, before we get back to to Tim, just to close off the office thing. Uh, funny little story about is someone I know who was was on Tinder. And he had a he had a quote about uh, about the office and this girl, she responded to him and like they went back and forth a little bit and like in her response she uh, she made like the joke about being buried together, like the whole like Shrew family funeral joke, uh, and like how to know if they're really dead, <laughs> and. He he was like, okay, came on a little strong, but they started talking. But I've never laughed so hard at something someone said, other than his brother was with me. So it was me, him on Tinder showing us his brother, and we looked and we're like, wow, this this girl's got to be a little psycho to come at with at you with like a being buried together thing, like right <laughs> away. So and then we're like, show us some pictures that you show, and she's got these massive teeth like massive and uh his brother was getting married 
And his brother was like, oh, perfect. Ask her what her rates are to pull my carriage at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for a horse joke. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. I just died. Uh, And he asked her. Yes. Oh no! Why? Yeah. Poor girl was innocent and in all went, this. They're dating now. They're dating. Yeah. It's moral of the story: women like when you be dicks to them. <laughs> Everyone be dicks to women. <laughs> you find someone attractive, make fun of them, nag them, nag, 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 nag. <laughs> it is an underutilized market if we really get into having a fan base of incels because like they're not spending money on dates girlfriends or children that money could yeah. all be coming to us <laughs> yeah and we live in north america yeah. so if they're dudes they're making more too so like i mean just really get that demographic <laughs> yeah <clears throat> let's let's go for it i like it <laughs> And just two other shows I thought about uh, that I love putting in the background: uh, Bob's Burgers and South Park. I like my I like my animated animated shows, you know. Just throwing that in the background. Bob's Burgers is a great show to throw in the it's background. It's so wholesome. It's so good. Yeah. It's losing yeah. me a little bit. I, I I was totally in love with the first six seasons. I'm like at eight right now, and for some reason the episodes just aren't capturing me the way they used to. That being said, there was a Thanksgiving Predator episode that I I loved, but like I'm coming back in it. Like I I thought I was annoyed with the music, but they seem to be moving away from it. I I don't know. I gotta get back into it. Give it a I real feel chance. the movie missed the mark big time. Oh no! Mm. I haven't tried oh, I haven't yet. Watched it. Yeah, I won't say anything, but it didn't really do it for me. But darn, that's all right. Oh, uh, uh, for show for me, Letterkenny. Letterkenny. Mm. Yeah. I never, I never got into Letterkenny as much, and I think it's just because like it's too close to home. I know too many people <laughs> that it's just, it's just a reminder of some people that I don't like that I grew up. With. Yeah, Brian's so surprised that I didn't give any CanCon to it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, I think that's another sign of why the CBC is uh, a disappointment to me is that another show like this goes unappreciated by Canadian broadcasting. We're going to lose more like and now they don't do any uh, shows like live shows in Canada. They go to the States to make their money. Shit's Creek. That's a Canadian film, uh, a TV show that did very well in the States. Yeah. Mm, Shit's Creek was. Blew up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trailer Park Boys was on Showcase. But I think that was like American money. But Letterkenny <laughs> for me was there's so many interesting choices on what they do. They choose to show violence. Uh, the interactions Uncensored. is interesting. They're yeah, not, like they, they they show some liberal light to it, but they don't shy away from making sexist jokes, making fun of know. the natives, letting the natives yep. make fun of the other people. But then exactly. turning around when fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my god, my brain is broken. Uh, shows up with the tiki torches and all the white supremacists, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, Rick Murray, 
Uh, we're going to kick the shit out of you. In the, uh, no, Seth Rogen's friend. He's got a maple leaf on his chest. Oh, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the... The alt-left. Uh, alt <laughs> he uh, shows up from the dark web. Stuart <laughs> brought him in. But like, there's ongoing jokes, but they decided to not have an ongoing storyline, which was is just a different choice. Like, it's an episode of the week kind of thing you could pick up any episode and enjoy it and you don't get any background on the characters you're just in that moment with them so i think from the perspective of trying to do something interesting and different they're at least hitting that i've heard a lot of good things about shorzy even from people that haven't watched letter kenny so i'm gonna try that nice and stick stick push through with Bob's Burgers, because I'm telling you, it gets better again. Good. Like, probably around season 9 or 10. Uh, like, you mentioned Thanksgiving. Maybe the most one of the most legendary Bob's Burger episodes. It's because like, Bob's character loves Thanksgiving so much. So they, <laughs> yeah. Where most, most are like, oh, all about Halloween or all about Christmas. It's like, no, the Thanksgiving episodes are the best ones. What do they start it's, calling him a turkey diva? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. ruined Thanksgiving, but you turkey diva. <laughs> there's an episode where he finally gets like a heritage turkey. Oh, and yeah. then like it's just it's the episode's called Now We're Cooking with Gas. And it's fucking great. Nice. Like it's simultaneously depressing, like some of the Bob's Burgers episode can be, but it's it's depressing yet wholesome. I need to get back <laughs> into Always Sunny. And what's the other thing about that I need to get back into too? Always sounding you for sure. Always sounding. That, that's that's what that's been I consistent. Have it's been pretty consistent throughout the seasons. Yeah, uh, I have AIDS. I have AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. I don't know if uh, either of you've seen that episode of It's Always Sunny, but good episode. I like the one where they're uh, it's the pro-choice and uh, pro-life. It's oh yeah. There's no one here <laughs> on the other side. They're coming over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I'm on my first run through of It's Always Sunny, and I just got to the episode where they fuck with Dee because she was really, really depressed, and they were trying to cheer her up. So they make her think that she was a stand-up comedian, and <laughs> so fucking amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, they get her on a flight. And <laughs> She was up back at the bar. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's it's such a good episode. You're pretty far then. That's season nine. Making my way through. Yeah, man. You're making your way through. The water park episode is one of my favorite episodes of all time. That's the AIDS episode. You'll have to do uh, season 14 when you get there. We'll have to talk about it. I can't watch too many episodes of It's Always Sunny. I find that I always come back to the same thing as like, there's no one to really be cheering for. I want somebody to be likable, somebody to be redeemable. And it's it's hard because like sometimes it's Charlie, but for the most part, they're all greasy, which I like that they've committed to that. But I want to be able to cheer for somebody, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can understand that. For the most part, it's Charlie. I agree. (laughs) 
the wild card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we call it Jonah? Wild card! <laughs> <laughs> the Garbage Strike episode's really good. It's, oh it's a classic. <laughs> It's a classic. Oh my god, man. That show gets away with blackface. Like, unbelievably. <laughs> it's actually hilarious that they just lean into it. Oh my god, the juggalo at the end is like... <laughs> just... Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. They, uh... Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, they bought a uh, football team together. I believe a Welsh team. Oh yeah, uh, it's called Wrexham. They yes, put they a have. show together about it's that. On, it's on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, they have a show called We Are Wrexham. Uh, it's a pretty entertaining, like just to give you like a a view of you know what a football club, especially one that's that. Like we're talking that team. So there's a promotion and relegation system. Yep, in uh, over there. Okay. So how it works is, and I don't know if it's the same with every single league, but it's top three, bottom three. So top three teams from every league that's not the top league get promoted at the end of the season, and the bottom three get relegated to the league below. And the league below uh... comes with penalties because you obviously, aside from your ticket sales, you don't get as much money from the actual league from the like TV deals, etc., etc., etc. Is that so, like, like it forces you to become a better team in terms of like developing talent to make it back up? Is that like if you had the NHL and then all your firm teams, and like at the end of the year, if you are in the three like lower for the the NHL, you're going down to being a farm team, and then they're gonna bump up like the, the fucking yeah. Yeah. Holy but shit. But the thing is But the thing is is that what they would have to do is not have the farm teams anymore and you wouldn't be allowed They'd to have, have to a, disassociate. And yeah. you wouldn't be able to have a draft anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fucking cool. You wouldn't be able to have a draft anymore. Um I, I remember so we brought that up to the the, the <laughs> previous sports chat that we were both a part of on Instagram and uh yeah. Uh, a lot of them are like, oh, it'd be a great idea. And I'm like, yeah, but then you wouldn't have to draft anymore. And they're like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you just develop, ideally, home talent is cheaper, but you just develop talent at a super young age. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, some of these football clubs get, like, kids at, like, six years old into their academy. Yep. Like, it's it's nuts, and it's a big deal to families if their kid gets in an, an academy at that point. Wow. Right? But Wrexham is so low, I think they'd have to get promoted five times to make the Premier League. That's a so hell of a journey a to be a part of. Premier League? I don't, is there a Welsh team? I don't think you... I think that they're all English teams. I think the Scottish... No, is. I think all the Scottish, Northern Irish, and Welsh teams are all separate. I think the Premier no, League is the English Premier no, League. No, Swansea. Swansea was a Premier League. Were they a Premier League? Because right now they're in the um, they're in the league below. Yeah, which well, I guess I guess Premier that means league. that they could bump up. Correct. Yeah, I think it's just I saw a Swansea game. I got to see Rooney play for Derby against Swansea. It was great. <laughs> Swansea Swan is so depressing looking. His neck is just down here. He's like, oh, jeez. We lost again. Oh, 
Just going to give like a five minute warning before we got to wrap her up. Nice to catch up, guys. I know I had a lot to fucking tell. I took over for a little bit. Uh, the JFL and the coworker story, especially. That's all right, man. It's good to listen. <laughs> yeah. I, they were <laughs> I'm sorry it was so hard to get a hold of me with good internet connection. <laughs> oh, it's all right. You have good internet connection now. It's good to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it dropped out twice. <laughs> so yeah. you're gone but pretty soon, eh, age loops? Thursday night. Thursday yep. night. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I'm excited for you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's awesome. All right. Well, it's a pleasure, fellas. I miss you, cuties. <sighs> miss you too. 